0: THE NEW 52 ADVENTURES OF SUPERMAN SUPERMAN REBIRTH Welcome to a brand new episode of The New 52 Adventures of Superman, the podcast that takes you through all of the current adventures of the Man of Steel being published by DC Comics, originally in their New 52 incarnation, and now we're just keeping on trucking ahead and beyond. i got to find some way to turn that into a tagline. haven't figured it out yet. Um, But anyways, my name is John Wilson, and today we are looking at today's issue of Superman Rebirth. It goes without saying that if you have not read this issue yet, and you do not want to be spoiled, please pause the podcast and come back to it later. This is the second week of DC's Rebirth uh, plan, program, whatever they want to call it, where they're rolling out all the new titles and... Most of the big name titles have a one-shot Rebirth special that is being done before they go into their regular monthly, or in some cases more than monthly, publication. Now, Superman Rebirth is an issue that takes us from the final days of Superman and the events of DC universe rebirth and gets us set up for two bi-weekly Superman related comics, both action comics and Superman. Um, I'm not going to go in detailed synopsis. You've read it or you haven't. I enjoyed this comic. I really did. I enjoyed reading it. And I'll talk about a lot of things I did enjoy as we go along. I also thought that there were some, oddities about the choices they made here which you may not agree with but you know we'll talk about it this issue definitely focuses on the new superman whom i am calling the now superman and by that i mean bearded clark kent From the pre-Flashpoint universe, the guy who was Superman back in 1986 and was still Superman in early 2011 and we thought had gotten replaced forever whenever Flashpoint happened and the New 52 rolled out. Turns out he was not replaced forever. He was actually living in the sidelines and the shadows of the New 52 Earth, which he was able to be doing because of the events of Convergence, where he had a baby with Lois Lane, and now they've been raising that baby on New 52 Earth. Uh, Side note about that baby, because I talked last episode about the age of Jonathan Kent. Turns out Juergens' reasoning is that the Kents came to DC's New 52 Earth at the beginning of the five years ago point in history. And since the present timeline has been rolling out, it's been another five years, which is why Jonathan Kent is now about 10 years old. I have some quibbles with that reasoning, but it's not like child aging is done with any kind of consistency in comics. So, I, you know, I can't fault him. I would have suggested another way of approaching it, but he wants to get this kid on the table to play with as a character. Hey, I I can't really fault his reasoning, or fault his choices for using that reasoning. One of the interesting that happens almost right away is that we get a sort of brief recap of the death of the old Superman Ending on a picture of dead Superman looking like a Sandy sculptured form. Now, fans have been speculating. I've been speculating. You've been speculating. Everyone's speculating about why Superman died and became Sandy. Now, it's mentioned in the context of this story because the now Superman wants to find some way to revive the previous Superman. He figures if he came back from the dead, this guy should be able to as well. He just needs the tools to make it happen. But let's pause for a minute to think about the ramifications of the fact that previous Superman, when he died, he turned into a sand sculpture. Now, this goes back to the theory that was mentioned last episode about the now Superman always having been the original Superman. It's possible that the previous Superman was never real was never quote unquote the real superman over the course of dc universe rebirth we were given the impression that all of the new 52 characters can remember the previous timeline or at least can be made to remember the previous timeline and in some of the glimpses that I've seen of other Rebirth specials, it might be that some of them already remember it. Because I saw some reference to Oliver Queen having a drug-addicted partner, and that's not part of New do history. But if they can all remember their histories, and they can all remember the previous timeline, or at least can be made to remember the previous timeline, then what about Superman? Because you can't have two different Supermen If one of them is the real one with his memories change or with history change. And, he, you know, my upstairs neighbor is drumming. You might hear that in the background anyways. So just some thoughts there about the Sandy Superman. Now, Lana Lang is a character that I thought was going to fade into the background. I totally 100% expected that Lana Lang was gone. We're not going to see her again. But she plays a big role in this issue. And we're told in the next issue box, or at least something at the end of the book, that she's going to continue on playing a part in the stories. That makes me happy. Because I really liked the way this Lana Lang was being played out in action comics. I want to know if she and John Henry Iards are still a thing. I kind of want them to still be a thing. And the scene where she sees Clark... And completely goes crazy about him still being alive and then has to be sad when it's not really the one that she was expecting. Um, That was a beautiful, beautiful scene. She is totally 100% suspicious of this new Superman, and she has every right to be. It's great. We get a lot of history of this Superman and his fight with Doomsday and his death and his resurrection, And it's kind of important to what they're doing in this particular issue with him wanting to bring Superman back to life. But it also seems to be, in my mind, one of those odd choices of, hey, fans, we're bringing back the guy who died. The Superman who died in the 90s with Doomsday and the funeral for a friend and the reign of the Superman and the long hair. That's the guy who's coming back. That's what we're doing. It seems to be a little bit like that. Like I said, it makes sense in the story. I'm not faulting it. It just felt a little bit odd to me, like an odd choice to really put so much time and effort and really, really beautiful line work and art into that History at the same time, at the same time. And and I always like to try to be fair. DC hopefully got a lot of new readers with a new 52. DC hopefully has garnered a lot of Superman readers since 1994. So They might need to inform those readers of what exactly went down and who it is that we're actually talking about here. Surely the doomsday fight and death and resurrection is in the zeitgeist of Superman fandom. Everyone should kind of know about that. But having it laid out there and having the nature of his resurrection reminded to us is not a bad idea. It just felt weird when I was reading it. They go to the fortress and Superman is trying to figure out if he has the technology to bring Clark back from the dead. And I have to say, I love his reaction to new Clark's version of the fortress. Why? Again, new is not a good word. Um, the now Superman has a great reaction to the previous Superman's use of the fortress, his hologram, to leave for Supergirl. He was pleased with that and setting up statues of both of his parents, both sets of parents, which I saw in final days. Thank you, Pete Tomasi and loved. And he sees it. And he's like, wow, I, it never occurred to me to do it in my fortress, but how obvious he honored both. And then he takes Lana Lang to Clark Kent's gravestone and they lay his body to rest in Kansas, which is what Lana was wanting to do in the first place. Lots of really good stuff here. I kind of wish we, I don't know, I, I feel like I feel like the book's not entirely closed on the previous Superman, but I feel like we're being told that for now it is. We're not focusing on that story right now. We're putting him to bed almost literally with Lana burying his remains in in Kansas, but we're, we're putting that idea to bed. We're moving on with a new Superman. I feel like we're being told that we need to move on. But I also kind of feel like there's something else missing. Maybe that's normal, because that's definitely a part of what happens whenever you lose something and someone in your life. You feel like there could have been more, should have been more. And we're just not going to be getting it, at least not anytime soon. I'm not saying I want the old Superman to come back. I don't think I do But I do feel like I need some more explanation of the cosmology. I need some more explanation of the mythos that's underlying this series of events. Um, Superman Rebirth does not have a whole lot that actually happens. Uh, Certainly it's a very character-driven piece, which is good. Character moments, emotionally-driven, character-driven dialogue is good. Um, Superman builds a statue in his fortress to the new 52 Superman I love that I love that we're, we're we're giving an homage in the fortress to that guy I love that our Lana Lang we've had has met Superman I just I feel like we're missing something and and I don't really know what that is but he does end on a very positive note. He says the only thing about tomorrow that's missing is Superman. And so this is a rebirth as we are going into the future and seeing Superman. The issue ends with a uh, tease. The adventure continues in Action Comics 957 in one week and Superman 1 in two weeks. We get a really cool um I don't know if you want to call this an ad, but it says heroes now more than ever. And there's a kid looking up at a Superman poster. And man, I read an interview with Jeff Johns recently who was saying that he really wants to bring a sense of hope and emotional grounding back to the DC universe. He used the example of Connor Kent as being an exa- uh, a character that he... Felt like he had lost all emotional ties to when Flashpoint happened and we got the new Connor Kent. He says that was an example of, to him, one of the things about the New 52 that might have been a wrong choice. And he wants to bring that sense of hope and a sense of emotional connection back to the DC universe. And I just have to say this this page with the kid looking up at the Superman poster, that is all kinds of what I want to be feeling when I'm thinking about Superman in comics. And I have to say, all the all the positive buzz that's been going around the internet today about what's been going on with DC, what's been going on with Superman, is really been jazzing me up and energizing me as well. We have a Reign of the Supers house ad in the back. The name of that just makes me happy, Reign of the Supers. And I thought, why not Superman? But, of course, half of these characters are female. We have Lex Luthor, who's going to be the star of Action Comics. That's going to start next week on June 8th. We have new Superman, who is Kenan Kong, who's going to be the Superman of China. He's not coming out, though, until July 13th. Superwoman, who's new 52 Lois... With superpowers, I can only guess that her getting the superpowers is going to be a plot point during the next two months of either Action Comics or Superman, because she does not launch until August 10th. And Lana Lang is going to continue in her story, which makes me happy because that means more Lana Lang. And then finally, Supergirl will be uh, launching in September, right around the time of season two starting up on the CW. So that has to be some pretty deliberate timing on their part. The cover of that has Cyborg Superman, which, if you don't know your New 52 uh, history, is her dad. (laughs) So um, Brainiac took the body of her father and refashioned it into, you know, a creature that would serve him. And that's how you get Cyborg Superman. So, yeah, that's coming out on September 7th. And then we get a page of Super School talking about Superman and Lois trying to raise their Super Son with on the bottom of that page a Super Suns sketchbook. And I am so excited about Super Sons. Uh, that's coming out in September as well. So that's going to be really really neat. I'm excited. There's so much about Superman right now that has me excited. Um, I'm also going to be reading a lot of Wonder Woman over the next couple of weeks. Trying to catch up and read the last, I think I have like 10 or 12 issues of the Finch Wonder Woman and then I'll be jumping into her rebirth stories as well because Greg Rucka's uh, sales pitch has me really, really excited for that book. Um, But yeah, My thoughts on Superman Rebirth. Overall, really, really liked it. A couple things struck me kind of oddly, but I tried not to judge them too harshly. But really enjoyed my read of the issue. Really looking forward to more. And I hope you are as well. If you want to send emails to the show, please do so. New52Superman at gmail.com You can follow the show on Facebook. Facebook.com slash New52Superman. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or through the feed at new 52 supermanlibsencom the bi-weekly Road to Rebirth episodes will be launching in June. It is June 1st now. My school year finishes on June 14th. And the first job I'm going to do is getting that first episode out there. So by the end of the week that has June 14th in it, you should see that. They're going to be coming out every two weeks after that. So uh, please stay tuned. Please stay subscribe to the feed. And... Uh, Until next time, my name is John Wilson. Thank you very much for listening to the new 52 Adventures of Superman. Good night.